0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's A360. My name is Brewster Knowlton, and today we're going to be talking about some ways that you can measure return on investment for your data and analytics initiatives. As analytics becomes much more mainstream and commonplace in even smaller organizations, it's always going to be a question of how are we evaluating whether or not we're getting a strong return on our investment, both time and resources in these analytics initiatives and we're going to cover a few different ways and admittedly some of these can at times be subjective which makes it a challenge and there are a lot of different ways to look at return on investment so i'm going to recommend a few these are good starting points by no means is this going to be a comprehensive or exhaustive conversation about analytics roi but it's going to be something that gets the conversation started and gives you a few ideas to get started with your own analytics initiatives and ROI calculations. My starting point for anything related to analytics ROI is going to be on how can I reduce the amount of time it takes my staff to be able to produce reports or some data-driven analysis. I find that, again, we'll look at this in the context of a credit union or bank, for a billion-dollar financial institution, I typically find that there are between 4 in 6,000 hours, and this is a minimum, 4 in 6,000 hours that can be automated through the use of improved reporting and analytics, most likely through the integration of data or the automated extraction of data from applications that don't allow for easy pulling of data or gathering of analytics, especially when we talk about applications that are very disparate in nature. In our previous podcasts and articles that are on the site talking about data inventories or report inventories, this is really what they are getting at, and that's how much time is it taking on a monthly or weekly or whatever time period you want to emphasize, but overall, a recurring basis, how much time is it taking your staff to be able to produce those reports? Once you have that time calculation, you can back into essentially the opportunity cost of them manually producing these reports by taking their percentage of time per let's say month spent on producing these what could be automated reports multiplied by their comp and benefits total package and you are able to at least boil down to somewhat of a number that's saying this is how much it costs us to do things the way that we have been and then by improving the use of data and analytics and the gathering and extraction and analysis of it here's how much time we could give back to these individuals. For organizations in the first 18 to 24 months of their analytics initiatives, this is where you're probably going to get the biggest bang for your buck, where you're gonna get the biggest return on investment. And frankly, make a lot of friends in the process because you're giving people a lot of time back per week or per month. The next way that I would recommend you start looking at ROI for analytics is the overall access to data and analytics throughout the organization. What we tend to see is that there are pockets of information, silos, throughout an organization where data may or may not be shared and spread throughout the rest of the organization. What this does is it creates very limited insights into the organization as a whole as it relates to anything operationally or in the context of analytics. A way to just quickly identify the spread of analytics usage throughout the organization is to look at how many individuals not only can access a central BI portal, perhaps as the front end to your analytics platform, how many, not only how many people can access it, but how many people are accessing it on a regular basis, especially those in senior management or mid-management mid roles where having access and, and consistent use to data is going to be a critical component of success in their jobs in a more data driven organization. This is one that isn't necessarily financially driven, which maybe some CFOs listening to this are saying, yeah, I really like my ROI calculations to be more financially based. But as we start to talk about overall utilization of any product that we that we acquire or implement, we need to consider how well it's actually being used throughout the organization. If two people are using it out of an organization of 500, that Penetration in terms of user utilization is very low, and though it's not financially driven, it is a way to measure the overall impact or return, even if it's not in a financial sense, of your analytics platform and initiatives. You've heard me say this before if you've listened to previous podcasts or if you've read our articles, that your analytics program should be centrally driven and broadly distributed. Centrally driven, broadly distributed. What that does not mean is that your analytics team becomes a series of report writers, and they're just essentially order takers from business users that need data. So another way to measure ROI and to look at the penetration and utilization of your analytics platform as a whole is to analyze how many reports or dashboards, visualizations, let's say in our BI portal, how many of those reports are being created by the analytics team? and how many of those reports are being created by the business users themselves. What this becomes is a measure of the self-service component and the broadly distributed component of analytics. And again, not necessarily it financially based from a ROI perspective, but as we look at overall utilization, you really want to have a platform that enables the business users to get data. If your analytics team is required to do any type of analytics gathering or data gathering, you're not going to be able to scale as the data needs and analytics requests rise. So this is a very important integral piece to the success of any analytics program and initiative is that self-service piece. And this metric directly measures the success or failure towards that objective. The last point that I'll make about measuring ROI for analytics initiatives And again, this is by no means an exhaustive list, but just the starting point for the conversation. The last point that I'll mention is you can measure ROI or start to determine the impact of analytics through the benchmarking process. So for example, let's look at the lending area as as an example. Suppose that before you were able to dive into, from an analytical perspective, your underwriting and origination data, let's say before you were able to do that, you had a five percent let's say average yield for your consumer loan portfolio throwing out a number now after analytics after we've gathered and integrated our loan origination data with our loan servicing data we were able to realize that we had more opportunities to buy and and underwrite certain loans with perhaps lower credit score borrowers at a lower tier deeper paper but either maintain or not increase our delinquencies and charge-offs at a proportional rate, so that we're actually able to make more money with essentially a reduced risk or maintaining the same risk portfolio. And so suppose after that, instead of having a 5% average yield, we are able to get to 5.6%. Now all of a sudden, we're making that extra 60 basis points on our loans, which is going to directly contribute to our bottom line. That benchmarking comparison of what did we do before analytics versus after analytics is just one way that you could start to show the value. And there's going to be a million scenarios in which benchmarking applies. Look at your credit card portfolio, look at the number of transactions. Perhaps you do some type of gamification marketing campaign that has an emphasis on signature-based debit transactions as opposed to PIN so you can gather more interchange income. There are a bunch of ways that you can look at this. Even A-B testing at its very basic core comes down to essentially a benchmark versus some control. Try to explore the different ways that perhaps you could use benchmarking as a way to determine return on investment or the impact of analytics on your operations. So as I've said, this is by no means an exhaustive list. It's just to sort of get the ideas flowing about how we can measure the impact and return on investment of analytics so we talked about the opportunity cost of reducing our employees time to create reports and develop uh, visualizations and other time-consuming things that are based off of data that could be automated with an analytics platform we looked at greater access and utilization of data across the board and throughout the organization we looked at the percentage of reports, visuals, dashboards, et cetera, in our BI portal that were created by the analytics team versus the business users themselves. And then we looked at benchmarking as a way to show that impact of analytics. That's it for today. Thanks again for listening to today's A360.